Hi, I'm Steve Bleers, and people keep sending me ideas for TV shows. Coming up, a programme for people who just can't throw stuff away. There are certain topics that people are constantly fascinated by, and hoarding probably is one of those topics. So welcome back to Picture TV Show, the podcast where anyone can put their idea to a panel of TV professionals. Hi Steve, I'm Claire Baker from Banbury, Oxfordshire, and I've got a great idea for a TV show. It's about following a hoarder on their journey from cluttered to clutter-free. But is there room for another show about hoarding? That needs work on. Britain's biggest hoarders, Hoarder SOS, Hoarders on Channel 5. Feels a little bit like the world's flooded with them. We'll lift the bonnet on what it takes to make a hit. It's hard to bring an audience unless you're offering something really special. And give your idea a chance to shine. Viewers would enjoy it. Hoarders would enjoy it because they would see that they can clear their cluster without having to have people go through their stuff. Now, I'm not making any promises, but you know what? This one could get made. I really liked it. We haven't done a kind of hoarding type show before. If you've got a great idea, details coming up. But first, let's hear the pitch. Hi, Steve. I'm Claire Baker from Banbury, Oxfordshire, and I've got a great idea for a TV show. It's called A Hoarder's Journey. It's about following a hoarder on their journey from cluttered to clutter-free without the need for people to come to their home to help them do it for them or have a blitz. So in each episode, we would follow the hoarder on their seven-step journey from four key perspectives. That of the hoarder, that of the therapist who supports them as their anxiety inevitably increases because their journey forces them to confront the buried issues and emotions contained in their clutter. From the perspective of the friends, family, support workers of the hoarder who are helping them on their journey, and from the perspective of the clutter coach, that's me, who is providing the seven-step clutter clearing journey that they are following. I know this would make a great show because all the hoarding programmes that are on TV at the moment, both now and in the past, have simply been fly-on-the-wall programmes that watch a hoarder get pressurised to have a blitz. This show would see a hoarder not being pressurised to get rid of stuff, but being empowered to get back control themselves. The seven-step journey was developed by me, Claire Baker, a former clutterholic and borderline hoarder myself. With an estimated 1.2 million hoarders in the UK, hoarders, clutterholics and friends and family of hoarders need to see a programme that is made by someone who understands that hoarding is not dealing with the stuff. It's about dealing with the emotions and the feelings that are tied up in the stuff. So that's my idea. I hope you like it. Anyone can send an audio pitch to the podcast. I haven't met Claire. Her pitch just landed in my inbox. And you know what? I like it. For starters, Claire sounds like someone you could put on TV. She's already working in the clutter-clearing space, so to speak, so has access to people with a hoarding problem. And then there's the bit I'm really intrigued by. She calls herself a borderline clutterholic. Time to meet Claire. Let's give her a bell. Hello. Hello, Steve. Why do you want to make a TV show? Um, Every year, um, I get contacted by hoarding programmes 
wanting essentially to get access to my clients for their programs. And when I say to them, well, how are you planning to help them? Essentially, it's another blitz. And the blitz approach doesn't work for many reasons, both psychological and practical. Um, and in terms of they don't last, even if you do have a blitz and you're ruthless with your decisions. And so I've turned down being involved with hoarding TV programs for, for many years. Um, and I think it's about time that there was a respectful one that actually followed what's involved with managing and succeeding at clearing your clutter so that hoarders and clutterholics alike actually can see that it can be done in a way where they're not being forced to get rid of stuff and in a way that enables them to do it a final time so that they become clutter-free forever. Now, I've been dying to ask you this. You describe yourself as a borderline clutterholic. What's your story? So my story is that back on Millennium Eve, I was sitting around a table at a party in a church hall with family and reflecting on my life at that point at the age of 27, thinking this is not where I thought I was going to be with my life at the age of 27. I had somewhat assumed that by that point I would be married, maybe a couple of kids, you know, half a dog and a Labrador. Um, and I wasn't where I, I assumed that I would just naturally, effortlessly end up in life. I had a job that uh, I didn't particularly enjoy, wasn't going anywhere. And I thought, is this really it for the rest of my life? And I realized that my clutter, my physical clutter that I had in my home was symbolic of the clutter that I was experiencing in my life and in my head. And that actually, if I wanted to move on with my life, not only was I going to have to figure out what I actually wanted my life to be like, but that I was going to have to deal with this physical, visible clutter in my home. Um, and I realized that I couldn't blitz it anymore. I couldn't carry on creating piles, weeding out the piles, moving the piles from corner to corner, room to room, trying to hide the piles in, in storage solutions, um, blitzing it, all of, the, all of the methods that everybody uses to try to deal with their clutter. I realized I couldn't carry on spending the rest of my life doing that um, because the clutter always grew back. It never dealt with the problem. So I realized I was going to have to you know, really get to the root of the problem. I was trying to deal with the symptom, which is the visible clutter that you can see, but I needed to go to the root of the problem that was the cause, and that was the clutter that was in my head. This fear of letting go of my stuff um, and, and actually moving on with my life and figuring out if I don't have the clutter, what do I want instead? So that was the point when you realised you had a problem. When did you start helping other people with their problems? Once I'd cleared my clutter, because um, I had to obviously figure out, okay, how am I going to do this? Because if I'm not going to do the blitzes, the weeding, uh, the moving, the storing, the reorganising and the piling, how am I actually going to deal with this clutter? So um, it took me two years to clear my clutter, to figure out how to do it and then to do it, doing a little and often because I didn't want it to take over my life completely. Um, and at the end of that, I thought, hey, that's worked. And I've broken old habits. I've created new habits. I've dealt with the cause so that I know that the clutter won't grow back again uh, to, that, to that extent. Um, and um, so I thought, OK, well, actually, I want to I've always liked helping people. That's always been my thing. My first ever job was British Red Cross. I, I like doing things for other people. Um, and so I thought, well, let's just see if this works for, for other people. 
So I put a advert in a local magazine. I named it Life Laundry because at the time there was a TV program called Life Laundry, which involved skips and crushes and things. Um, and I got a couple of people who contacted me saying, yeah, like your services. Um, and I essentially uh, shared with them the, the, the method that I had used to clear my own clutter. Um, and lo and behold, it worked for them as well. Um, and then by virtue of that, it kind of grew. I cashed in savings. Um, my parents had bought me some shares in Eurotunnel, cashed them in to buy to pay for my first website so that I could go wider with it. Um, and then decided I need to give myself a proper name. Um, and that was when I started to get hoarders that were approaching me saying, would this work for me? And so it was a matter of, well, I don't quite know. Um, and then when they tried it, it worked for them as well. So it, it just kind of grew organically from me wanting to share my success so that other people who had struggled for years like I had, had hope that I can actually deal with this. Let, let's just go back to your view on decluttering and hoarding TV shows, which is very much the kind of skip it approach, you know, chuck it all out for the cameras. Why do you feel that, that that does people a disservice? And what would you, I know you've kind of touched on what you'd like to do differently, but, but how would your show differ to those shows? My show would be about guiding and supporting people as they take back control themselves. I've had enough people come to me, having been on the TV programmes, and said, I had people in, you know, we essentially did a blitz. They were here for a week, two weeks. We blitzed it. We cleared some. And it's it's now back and worse. And I, and I don't know what to do. Um, and they've realised from having had that experience of essentially having helped to have a blitz, that it, it doesn't change anything. It, it, it may visibly clear some of the clutter. It may get some of their clutter out of their home and create a little bit of space. But because it's a bit like a, a crash diet. It's too much too fast. And because it hasn't worked with your brain and the way that you make decisions and the things that you do and the habits that you have, it doesn't deal with the, 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 the cause. It only focuses on the, on the um, symptoms. So because they haven't dealt with the cause of their clutter in these programs, it's never a lasting change. Um, when I work with people, one of the basic first things I explain to them is that your home is like a conveyor belt. Things come into your home and onto the conveyor belt. They travel along the conveyor belt. Uh, they Some of the things stay on the conveyor belt. Um, and some of the things come off your conveyor belt. The trouble with the hoarding programs that are on TV right now, both here and in the US, is that they concentrate on getting things off that conveyor belt and then reorganizing things on the conveyor belt. They, and not only is there an issue with that because they're not actually teaching people how to make decisions about what comes off their conveyor belt, but they are also not dealing with what's coming onto the conveyor belt, which is where the clutter is coming from. Okay, Claire, I'm going to play your idea to some TV insiders for their feedback. Are you excited about what they're going to say? Absolutely, because I know that this is a very radical uh, 
different perspective on on a, an issue that is well covered uh, on on the TV program. So it'll be interesting to hear um, what their thoughts are. People throwing stuff into a skip or a dumpster is a big feature of existing hoarding shows. That's because it's the money shot. Those pictures go into trailers, pre-titled sequences, commissioners demand them and audiences want to see them. So will Claire's vision work? She wants to explore people's emotions about their junk. It's less, well, televisual. I'm going to help Claire get her idea in shape and give it some airtime. Coming up next, the experts pass their verdict. Who are they? We've got a series and edit producer with two decades of experience. She's worked on dozens of hit shows, including Bake Off and MasterChef. It's Joe Wolf. We always need to think about when we're making a TV show is how is this visual? It can't just be lots of different conversations between different people. Also, the co-owner of one of the UK's fastest-growing production companies. He exec-produced vintage motoring show Bangers and Cash, Yesterday Channel's most successful show ever. It's Matt Richards. On the one hand, you think, actually, perhaps the world's had enough of hoarding-type shows. But on the other, you sort of say, well, actually, clearly they're popular. And if there's a new way of doing it, then it's worth looking at. Their advice coming up, and stay tuned because Claire's idea, spoiler alert, well, something great happens. I didn't expect it to get to this point. If you've got a great idea, just search Pitch a TV Show Podcast for my guide on submitting your idea. And get in touch if you work in TV development and want to hear pitches first. If you love Claire's idea, leave a comment in the review section of your podcast app or tweet me at Steve Bleers. The show is produced by Bitfamous Limited.